You are listening to Something Rather Than Nothing. Creator and host, Ken Vellante. Editor and producer, Peter Bauer. This is Ken Vellante with Something Rather Than Nothing podcast. And I wish to welcome Leticia Spence, um, an artist... Um, that uh, artist and designer that um, I just uh, love her work and I noticed her Winnipeg Jets indigenous lo- logo which is how I found her and wanted to talk to her. Leticia, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me. Uh, Nancy, my name is Leticia Spence and I am a graphic designer, illustrator and artist of sorts um, based in Treaty One, Winnipeg, Manitoba. And I'm originally from Pemichigamak Cree Nation and Opaskwiat Cree Nation, and um, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's um, really exciting to talk to you. Um, uh, we're gonna chat a bit about you know kind of when you were younger, but one of the things I want to mention um, is uh, about where you're from. And I'm uh, I, like I said, I encountered you almost by happenstance, you know, with the Winnipeg Jets logo, and as a team, I've liked since I was a kid and I've never been to Winnipeg, um, but I've studied like labor history. I'm a labor history guy. So I've studied like labor history in Winnipeg and I like the sports. So it's kind of strange to be able to make this connection with you and um, with, with, with your art and design and to be able to connect with you in uh, Manitoba. But what I wanted to ask you first is when you were born, were you an artist when you were born? Um, I mean, I don't know if I was necessarily an artist. I had a very specific uh, view of the world, though, if that makes sense. Um, and it's still kind of persisted with me to this day. Um, I might have just grown in, but grown into it. But uh, yeah, um, I kind of live my life like I'm living in my own odyssey. And everything for me has spirit and magic within it. Um, and when I was small, uh, I used to, as I said, I used to live in a Pascua Nation. Um, and I lived in my granny's house and my parents, like a good example of this is like when my parents had a potato um, garden <laughs> and I guess I would go around saying things like, I don't know, like I'm raking Mother Earth's hair or like just small little tidbits, right? So um, yeah, I've always kind of like grown up with, you know, like my own culture, sort of like mythology and stuff like that and understanding of the world. Um, and it was only until I became like a little bit older and realized that there were tools out there that I could use to express that, um, that I started delving into art. Um, And that really happened like when I was probably in elementary, to be honest. So yeah, that's kind of that. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, um, it's a question I ask a lot of artists and uh, what I've found recently, it's um, become really fascinating to find out about, just like opportunities or lack of opportunities or expression when you were younger. And, um, you know, art seems to be kind of like a lifelong process. And those early years seem to speak very loudly to, you know, mm-hmm. what what happens um, uh, later on. But it sounds like you felt it and, you know, it, it, your expression, uh, you needed that for your expression. Um, now, I want to... Uh, chat with you specifically about um the art in the creation and the things um that you do because i've seen some of your uh design work i've seen some of your pieces and of course we mentioned 
um, the Winnipeg Jets logo with the mm-hmm. just beautiful design that you did of this integrated, you know, um, I don't want to, I want everybody to see it, but could you indulge us a little bit with um, about your design work and about that project and how that came about? Yeah, for sure. Um, so as I said, um, I have a very specific take on the world. And this is a lot to do with my kind of upbringing. Um, you know, growing up, I've been told that there are mermaids that live <laughs> up north um, in a cave. And my grandpa, like there's like videotapes of my grandpa talking about different kind of like stories about like what we call like mimegusi or, you know, um, I guess it would be either the she or fey um, in English terms. I don't, although the she is like pretty sure it's Irish, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so, you know, and also too, like um, my family does believe in, in spirits and in ghosts and that sort of stuff. So like I've kind of always grown up with that sort of like lens on the world and it comes out a lot in my art. Um, and so to a certain extent, you know, there is a spiritual aspect to my art and what goes into it. Um, and that certainly came out um, in the Jess logo because the symbols for in there are like, there's a kind of like hidden symbols um, that, you know, historically um, a lot of our art imbued. Um, and yeah, like for example, I guess one of one of the symbols would be like feathers and stuff like that. So like in the just um, logo itself, it has like these triangles, but they're meant to be feathers. Um, and then there's like the symbol for home that's like kind of like built into this idea of earth. So that's like the there's like a, like a tiny little square in 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 that triangle or whatever that makes up uh, a good portion of it. But yeah, so that's kind of like the meaning of it is that like we're kind of like all tied to this earth and, you know, like especially with the Jets or whatever, like Winnipeg, <laughs> Winnipeg loves the Jets. Like uh, they do. They do. I mean, oh, I even yeah. love them from Oregon. And <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's actually pretty cool. Um, but yeah, like you if you, for example, like me and my roommate, we took a car co-op and like you can <laughs> see that all over the buildings like it was it was definitely like there was like a go jets go or whatever on our way to like the store. So, you know, like it loves Winnipeg loves the jets. So um, yeah, that's kind of like why I wanted to include those symbols into there is to create that sense of community and to kind of like bridge, um, you know, the indigenous audience, because like indigenous people also really love hockey. Like my entire family, um, they are obsessed with it they like they like sometimes i'll try to call my parents and they'll be like i'm watching the jets game like i can't do this so you know like yeah so they love hockey (laughs) and for me um that's why i took on the project is honestly because like they this is something that they love and ultimately like i'm trying to take on projects that like will speak to either my community or will speak to my family members because yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I don't know. Well, <laughs> no, I mean, I'm so I'm, I'm I'm deeply interested in some things you said there, but I, I was just like I can't even imagine the reaction of your family as Jets fans when you were the one that created that. They must have been like, "Oh my gosh, I love the Jets!" But then you you did this, so uh, that's that must be it. Must have been a special feeling. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my sister cried, <laughs> and my sister still habitually cries every time like something comes out. So that's like it, it's really touching to me. And same thing with my um, family in Pimichkamak. Um And actually, a lot of like there's like um, stuff from the moose portion of it, and especially like even with the recent um, edition of the land acknowledgement uh, animation that happened this past um, Wasak night. Uh, like a lot of it was kind of like inspired by my auntie. Um, her name was Betsy. She has since passed on, but uh, she used to bead, like she used to do a lot of like bead work and stuff like that. And as kids, we would always receive, like me and my brother, we'd always receive uh, moccasins, little mitts, like, um, but they'd have this kind of like these floral patterns and I absolutely loved receiving them. It was like the one thing, the one gift that I looked forward to. I, and I think that's yeah. because like, you know, there was just so much like um, beauty within that, that I found. So, and I also just, as I said before, like as a kid, I was also very like enamored with nature. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, well, yeah, they really one... enjoy it. Sorry. <laughs> no, I mean the. It was. I was just. I don't know. I wanted to capture that. Sometimes, like that feeling, uh, the feeling and emotion connected to art. So I, I wanted to capture that. But I actually, we have other questions. I have other questions. I'm really interested in asking you. But I actually want to go back just a tiny bit. Um, on this show, um, when I talk about spirits and ghosts, like they pop up in this show with my guests and such. So recently, I had a guest, Melissa Oliveri who um, on her show is a very, um, they're a ghost abound and it's moving back in time. And there's a character who can see things from a different time, very sensitive. And I've had um, episodes like um, uh, with Lauren Rhodes, who did a, who did a book called um, Morbid Curiosity Cures the Blues. And it was all about kind of these strange life, afterlife type of stories. Um, so it's a theme that keeps coming up and I know number one, it comes up because I'm like kind of obsessed with ghosts and spirits. And number two, I think it's something that artists bump into or sensitive or creatives bump into. Mm -hmm. Is that part of maybe why it's been around? I mean, I, there's a lot of components, but you said you have a particular worldview and, and you're connecting to different type of energies out there. Does that, is that part of your art? What's that like? Well, I think at least like I think we're kind of like maybe my understanding of that and why that may be is um, like when you're doing art, you have to tap into something, whether it's like a stream of consciousness or whether it's like for me um, growing up, I used to call it the golden moment. But it's when um, I would tap into like a very like a flow state kind of or a sense of euphoria and like oftentimes I would just like struggle to get it down on a paper as soon as I possibly could before the like the thought kind of passed went away or somewhere else or whatever right um but like I think as artists we might be 
maybe a bit empathetic and you kind of have to be right you kind of have to be very observant um when you're creating art and so like you you know maybe you people do like tap into that energies or allow themselves to tap into that energies for me what i sort of notice is that like yeah like a lot of people that kind of like embrace uh, like a wide spectrum of what the world looks like including spirits um they're often very creative individuals and that comes out in their art as well so yeah maybe <laughs> yeah well i think yeah thank you for your comments too because i'm like trying to um tap into it part of the show is as i've talked to everybody and while I ask the same big questions, like I'm just a student learning. So the, each episode I do, I've learned more. So I'll be able to refer back. So it's, it's a great, it, um, so I appreciate you and what you contribute. Um, big question. I wanted to get one of the big questions in right here is what, what exactly is art? What is art? Um, for me, as I said, like I often get um, kind of like ideas they just sort of pop up in my head and I need to like get it out. And for me, um, a lot of times like art is a way to kind of like process what's going on up there um, and a way to kind of like process, you know, like maybe like what is happening to me externally, um, which I then internalize and then push out externally as well. You know what I mean? So um, for me, like it's a way to kind of you know, express yourself, but also a way to learn, a means to learn for myself. Cause I actually really like um, researching. I love researching. <laughs> I, I do like, too. I, I love yeah. researching too. Yeah. It's like my favorite thing, probably about um, my process as like a designer is doing that research because I feel like with each and every project that I take on, um, I'm learning like a new, I'm discovering a new lens of the world, right? And kind of like what that looks like from other people's perspective and, you know, seeing what it all is. Because <laughs> like, if, you know, um, if I didn't do that, then, and if I didn't learn from people, and I feel like art can also be that too. It's a way to kind of like see, I guess, like what the world looks like, you know, like cause no artist has the same style as, the next person over you know what I mean we all have very different expressions because that's we look at the world differently and so um you know it's it's a way to kind of like learn something beyond your own eyesight if that makes sense I don't know does that make sense <laughs> it makes it makes a, a, a lot of sense um and uh, even if it didn't um it isn't a criteria on this show since isn't a criteria <laughs> on this show it can't be the show's named something rather than nothing so no it makes it, it it does make sense um so you talk about art well another question i have related to that um is what is the role of art like all right you make art and that's your process but like what's art supposed to be doing in the world um you know i was actually thinking about this one um, and, you know, I had heard something in a previous podcast before, because I listen to a lot of podcasts. That's why I'm really thrilled to be a, like, finally <laughs> doing You're like, the start. Um, You're the star yeah. of this episode. I'm so excited. This is like really, like, really cool to me. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I listened to a podcast, though. And it was like, um, I also like astrology. So <laughs> mm -hmm. um, it was like an astrology related podcast. But uh, one of the hosts um and this is like 
from Stars on Fire, I believe, but she said something that like has always stuck with me and it's maybe been like a couple of months, but it was just, it captured how I feel about like what, what roles like art kind of plays in our lives and in our existence. But it was, um, art is the first thing that frees your mind and forces you to dream bigger. In order to deal with your anger, your grief, and your rage, you must create something beautiful around you. Um, and that's really what I think art is. It's a way to kind of like process your emotions um, and what's happening, especially, and you can even see that right now, you know, in a time where there's a lot of chaos and a lot of confusion and a lot of fear. Um, I feel like a lot of people are kind of like expressing that through art. And that's why it's so pivotal for moments like this um, to, to be able to do that. So that's kind of like how, what I think art is like, even before the pandemic, it was, it was very much so that like for myself at the very least, like um, whenever I felt like I had uh, a lot of inner turmoil, um, the way that I would kind of work through that was to draw something, to paint something, to get it down onto my screen, you know? So yeah, that's kind of what I think art is. And it's also like a point, a way to kind of like, I guess, uh, this is going to sound weird, but um, a way to make things pretty, <laughs> a way to beautify your world, yeah, and a way to kind of like um, paint it with your own colors and kind of like uh, make it look the way that you want it to look. Not a bad, not a bad inclination in a sometimes dirty world, right? <laughs> yes, and that's important, right? Like we need that um, because if you know, and I was talking to my a couple of my friends about this, but uh, like if we didn't have art, like the world would just be so bleak and desolate, and I yeah. don't know if it's tough to fathom, right? It's yeah, tough it's to really fathom hard to fathom what it would be. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're speaking with Leticia Spence and um, uh, uh, just uh, uh, going back, um, uh, again, encountered Leticia's uh, design work um, uh, with the Indigenous logos for the Winnipeg Jets and Manitoba Moose, lest I forget. I, sh I should not forget the Manitoba Moose. Um, and does design and a lot of uh, different uh, different art. And uh, one of the your recent comments, you were talking a little bit about, um, you know, the the pandemic and the, the recency and how, like, you look around the world, people are in different spots of it, like deep in uh, the crisis that we remember, and others are like, it's summertime, right? And there's been mm -hmm. so much uh, change. I found that the pandemic itself was so big that I couldn't remember in the podcast. I always, I thought I've always done the podcast in the pandemic. It almost like swallowed it up, but I had done many episodes prior to it. And it was just so big. I just, in my head, it was like, now I'm coming, the podcast is coming out of the pandemic. Maybe, you know, it's just yeah. a very strange, um, enormous experience. I think that creatives um, are coming out of. Uh, mm -hmm, sure. And in, 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 in where we are today. All right. So um uh one of the one of the questions kind of goes back to a little bit kind of where you come from. It doesn't have to. The question <laughs> is, uh what or who made you who you are? Oh, there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I kind of discussed or touched on it, right? Like my family members, we have yeah. a very 
as, like I come from an indigenous background. Um, my, I'm Cree uh, from both sides. And like we, it's, it, you know, being an indigenous person within Canada is pretty interesting because, and maybe just in general, um, but oftentimes um, as a result of colonization, you know, you, I, I've grown up with a um, kind of like a dual religion, so to speak. Um, so obviously like my parent, most of my family, they're Christian to some degree, Anglican or otherwise. Um, and, but they also still tap into native spirituality with that same, with that same brush, which has always been interesting. Um, so yeah, like I, as I said, I grew up hearing about a bunch of different stories that like stories that happened, um, you know, within their own families or within their own real life experiences that take on a very like a very spiritual nature. Um, my family believes a lot in their dreams and kind of like interpreting that. And actually a lot of my artwork comes from that space as well. So it comes from two places. Like sometimes, like, as I said, an idea hits me and I'm like, Oh, I need to, <laughs> I need to get that out somehow. Or I dream about something and I, you know, rush to kind of like get it down. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, like I would say, definitely my family and kind of like that, that upbringing, but also too, like I had a very strong mother figure. Like my mom is the toughest person that I know. <laughs> like she is very ambitious, determined, but also very curious, you know? Um, and I feel like for myself, like, you know, I kind of maybe took on those characteristics or traits. Um, obviously my own expression of that, but um, yeah, like she kind of saw, like, I think, as I said, like, I didn't necessarily have the tools um, when I was young, because I mean, you know, dexterity and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But um, she saw that, like, I think in elementary school that I, this was something that I liked to do, which was drawing. Um, also, too, like, I got a couple scholarships for, like, the Winnipeg Art Gallery to to go there as a kid um, because I lived in the inner city and I think, um, yeah, I lived in the inner city and they were like, yes, send this kid to art classes. <laughs> so um, she saw that though, and she really ran with it. And she kind of always did that um, throughout the rest of my childhood. Um, she was always kind of like encouraging and supporting um, my hobbies in that sense. Um, and yeah, like, yeah, I think that's largely what kind of shaped me. Also, my circumstances, though, as well. Like, um, as I said, I lived in the inner city. And so uh, I grew up at different points in my life um, in a state of poverty. So I was definitely not someone who had came from money. <laughs> Let's start with that. Um, and I... All, like within my family, there was also, you know, addictions at certain points. Um, and so, you know, as I said, like art is a way to process and a way to kind of work through that. So that's the kind of tools that I utilize to sort of I, make things manageable. Um, yeah. For myself. Yeah. So. And, and thanks for that, too, because I can I can personally, you know, connect with, you know, uh, you know, growing up, uh, growing up in the city. And, uh, you know, there's, um, you know, there's struggling, 
you know, struggling. Everything was a struggle. Most of the struggle. And also some of the things, is, uh, some of the influences, um, uh, you know, uh, in, in the family. I was wondering about um, a, a question very particularly about that. Um, I've asked uh, artists about like the, when they're younger in the environment, obviously focused on that. But what I'm always a little bit worried or interested in what goes on in a kid in the city, right? Because in the working class, right, you think about the dynamics of like, what use is art when you need bread, right? Like what use is like the Van Gogh book that that fancy kid has when you're like, you're hungry, right? So there's this like great gravity and weight for within that environment. Do you think that the art has to shine through or it does shine through um, because it can be a tough climate for art for good reasons. Um, but what, what, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think for myself, like, um, like I know <laughs> that's a funny question just because like it is, it's very true. Like if you don't have money, um, which I did often did not have, um, buying supplies like canvas or paints or what have you was honestly very challenging. And I had to rely on what was provided to me either through school or, um, you know, just not do that and just yeah. use pencil and paper and whatever I had, you know, in my, in my own space. But, um, you know, I think for myself at the very least, um, I always saw art and like my mom would tell me this too, but I like kind of saw it as a way out of that and a way to break past those barriers for myself. Um, because yeah, like I, at the end of the day, I was like, well, I'm good at this. I think, yeah. <laughs> I think yes. I'm pretty good at this. And this might be a way to kind of um, move beyond this. Right. Yeah. Um, because, you know, for the longest time that, that was how I lived. Like, um, even like within my twenties, like I, <laughs> a good example is like, I would have to like often like pawn things off just to get money for like anything. Right. So, um, that's kind of like why I like digital art or doing digital art now, because you can just do it on your computer that you order already own versus like going to an art store to, to buy paints. Like I, as I said, I'm, I'm, well, I said this off like camera, <laughs> off camera or off like the podcast, but I said that like, I am a paint night leader of sorts. Um, that is one yes. of my things. We need but, you. We need you. <laughs> <laughs> we need you to lead this paint night. Um, but I do that um, every once in a while and, you know, buying paints, like even acrylics, like that's mad expensive. <laughs> like it I dropped a hundred dollars and I kind of like, <gasps> you know, <laughs> so it's expensive, but, um, yeah, getting back to the point, though, um, I think it's important or whatever, especially like, as you said, like, it's, it's a hard life. <laughs> it can be a hard life when you're in when you don't have money or don't have access to these sort of like these materials or things. Um, and but I do think it's important um, to kind of beautify your world so that it you know, you can see 
the light amongst all of that, if that makes sense. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And, you know, and the thing is, too, it's um, it's obviously like a, a a bigger topic because I think sometimes it's tough to talk about, like, since my show covers so many different type of arts and you think about economics and you think about access, I always try to mean like really sensitive to it because like sometimes a piece of cardboard might be a luxury you know like in wherever you are i mean the world is very different and 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 so an artist always like you know they 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 find a way but i become very interested in the the questions of you know people with exceptional development and where they are and do they come in contact with the materials just discovering um our kind of creative capability and when it happens and what what are the things that kind of dampen that and like let's get rid of that shit. You know, like, let's like try to figure out like, you know, let's, let's think more. Rainbows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, sorry for the soapbox, but, um, I want, <laughs> no, it's but okay. If, I love soapbox. Get on a soapbox <laughs> and you, and you call for rainbows. Nobody can criticize you. That's my theory. Um, <laughs> uh, got a big question for you. Um, mm -hmm. uh, why is there something rather than nothing? Um, well, this was something that I struggled with, but like, um, I would say like at some point, uh, we did start from nothing, but obviously the universe, um, our existence and our outlook on life and what this all means, um, has expanded over time. So the earliest evidence of that kind of like, expanding a perspective and stuff like that um, is art. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I hope that answers your question. <laughs> it, 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 it does because, like, the it's the it's the funniest and greatest question. And, like, you just kick it around. And it means so many different things. And professional philosophers must, must hate that I ask it outside the academy. <laughs> um, but uh, that ain't going to stop it. No, um, uh, I, I, I really enjoyed <laughs> really enjoyed your answer. Um, Leticia, I wanted to give you some space, some open space, maybe to talk about like what you got going on, where to find uh, your art, um, whether we're talking online, physical, it's different everywhere. I don't know what's going on, but could you tell us? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, as I said, like, or not as I said, because I didn't say that here, but I will say it now. Um, I have recently decided to be an independent graphic designer. So I um, am opening that up. And so I had to clean up my like Instagram because like <laughs> there was just like a bunch of random stuff from like um, school <laughs> on there, school projects. So I have redeveloped it. But you can find me, or my Instagram handle is laspence underscore. Um, and I also have a website, um, Leticia Spence at my portfolio. It's just like an Adobe portfolio website for right now. But um, as I said, like I've only recently gone completely full-time freelance. So uh, yeah, like we're still developing things, but you can find me on those two platforms. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, th and thanks. I know um, there's one favor. I guess I'm going to publicly ask you. I have a something rather than nothing sticker, and I want a something rather than nothing sticker in uh, Winnipeg, if possible. 
Yeah, I'll send sure. it out to you. <laughs> Please do. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I'm not saying you have to put it on, you know, the the locker room door of the the Jets or anything. That's I don't want you to get. Um, <laughs> oh, well, thanks for the ways to reach you. And it sounds like you kind of reinventing a little bit, showing a little bit more of your independent uh, design stuff. Um, which, um, gosh, like you know. Um, I hope everybody listen and they're interested in that. To jump in on that. Yeah, I, I might be very interested myself. So, uh, it's 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 great to to, to hear about your work. Oh man, it's so cool. This is something rather than nothing.